Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. The Odell Beckham story continues to resonate. Now, Odell Beckham showing up to the voluntary workouts for the Giants, which was not supposed to happen. This was supposed to be doom and gloom for Beckham, the end of the road. He was going to the Rams. He was going to ram it all day and ram it all night. And then the Rams said, go pound sand. We'll go get somebody else. We'll make a trade with the Patriots. We don't need you. And and so Beckham shows up to the Giants' workouts, and uh, there you go. Well, that's not the end of the story. Now, Ray Lewis... Ray Lewis has chimed in on this. Ray Ray, the longtime Ravens linebacker who occasionally pops up on Fox Sports 1. And he was on with Colin Cowherd earlier today. I don't know if you heard this or not, but uh, Ray Lewis chiming in on the state of one Odell Beckham Jr. and said something that was so amazing, so wonderful, that it's worthy of being repeated right here Listen to the advice that Ray Lewis gave the Giants wide receiver. Where there's no God, there's chaos. Odell has removed God from his life. This is a kid that grew up under the covenant of who God really is. And everything that he's doing, he's crying out for help. We have a lot of people reporting about him. It's always been the duty of elders to go back to help them. So that's why I raised my hand. 
Can I get an amen? Can I get a hallelujah? Can I get that right now? Yes. Oh, uh, now Ray Lewis was not uh, was not done. Uh, he went on, and, and later on in the conversation, I don't know if we have the this particular soundbite, but the the issue of Justin Timberlake uh, came up, and do we have that? Uh, we do not have it. All right, we don't have it. But Ray Lewis, uh, I don't know how we don't have it, but Ray Lewis literally blaming Justin Timberlake for Odell Beckham and his issues. That the lack of God plus the presence of Justin Timberlake in Ray Lewis's life is creating a problem for the uh, the receiver of the, of the Giants. Now I understand that that Odell Beckham uh, has responded to that. He has gone on Instagram and responded to this, and uh, it's quite the quite the commentary from one. Ray Lewis and uh, Beckham's rebuttal. Uh, we can go back and forth here with uh, he said, he said, and he said, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and anyway, we, let's just let's cut to the chase here. All right. Uh, what did you make of that commentary? You didn't hear the, the part with Justin Timberlake, but the trust me, he said it. Uh, what do you make of Ray Lewis trashing Justin Timberlake and comparing that to uh, the devil, if you will, and uh, needing more God in the life of Odell Beckham. Now, uh, my thoughts on this, uh, I would say put a sock in it is what I would say. Uh, That would be my advice. Uh, My thoughts in general on this commentary by Ray Lewis, you've got the bully, LeVar Ball, and the skeletons. All right, you've got all those things that are in play here. Number one, Ray Lewis, at this point, reminds me of the guy when you're going shopping and you're trying to get into the mall. You've parked your car, you're trying to get into the mall, and he's the guy out in front of the mall that starts chatting with you and talking your ear off, trying to get you to follow his beliefs when all you want to do is is get inside the mall and go shopping. That's all you want. And he's like, barricade. He blocks your way through there. Uh, And I am not against, I'm not some kind of heathen here uh, that is against religion. But I would also tell you that the technique that is being used by Ray Lewis, I do not appreciate the bullying uh, technique, the public bullying technique, trying to shove your beliefs on Odell Beckham in a public uh, forum. And uh, to each their own is the philosophy. That's how I was uh, raised. And whether it comes to religion or spirituality or you know, whatever decision you make in that department, you could be an atheist. That's fine uh, as well. Odell Beckham's relationship with the higher power or no higher power is between Odell Beckham and whatever he chooses. And for Ray Lewis to somehow say that he is less uh, of a person, that's seemingly what he was intimating here, cryptically, not even really cryptically, uh, that that is what's going on. Uh, uh, the, the response I have is that is weak. Uh, that is my response on this. And number two, when I first heard uh, these particular sound bites trickling in, and I had heard that Ray Lewis had taken great offense uh, to Odo Beckham and he used very odd reference. I don't think God and Justin Timberlake have been mentioned very often by anyone. The fact that he was able to work both those into the conversation is rather impressive. Uh, absolutely rather impressive uh, that you've 
you've said on one hand that when you remove God from your life, you've unleashed chaos and then used an analogy about Justin Timberlake, which is just outstanding on so many, so many different levels. It's just absolutely wonderful. Uh, but when I heard about this, the first thing that popped into my head was LaVar Ball, right? LaVar Ball and the famous quote by LaVar Ball, stay in your lane. That's, uh, I always love that quote. It's appropriate. Odell Beckham is finding his way. And maybe he's not doing such a good job. Um, you know, hey, listen, we can all end up in bed at some point uh, with a Instagram model. Not a booty model. She doesn't look like she had much booty. But she's an Instagram model from France who happens to enjoy cutting up white powder with a credit card with a delicious pepperoni pizza. That could happen to any of us, right? Uh, are you telling me that if Beckham had a better relationship with God, he wouldn't have been in that bedroom with the pizza and with the beautiful woman there with the the credit card that was chopping up nice, perfectly lined up white powder uh, that could have been flour or crack cocaine or whatever? I don't know. I have no idea what it is. No idea. Uh, but Odell Beckham has been, I do know this, he has been uber productive on the field for the Giants. And in terms of popularity, he is about as popular as you can get, right? About as popular as you can get. Uh, the merchandise sales off the hook. And he's leading the NFL in the popularity department. So I would say, based on on-field production, based on public rating, the Q rating, if you will, Odell Beckham's winning. Uh, he's absolutely winning, and the fact that the Giants tossed him out there and wanted a bounty of first-round draft picks and other draft picks in return for Odell Beckham and essentially stonewalled a number of teams that were interested in getting Beckham by asking for the moon and the stars in between, uh, then that's fine. I mean, that's great. Listen, that's good. And if the Giants wanted to trade Beckham right now, they could absolutely trade him. And, I, and, I, and I've refrained... I have refrained from going down the obvious elephant in the room. You know and I know what the elephant in the room is. Right? We, Odell Beckham has not, to my knowledge, had any felony arrest. I don't believe he's ever been caught lying to the police. I don't think that has happened. Maybe it happened somehow and I missed it. Somewhere along the way, I missed it. Now, the final thing. Ray Lewis, I've determined his answers to pretty much every situation where a player goes a little bit off the, the beaten path. His response, he ends up, his default answer is to evangelize. That is what he does, right? That's where he goes to. And he's got those skeletons in his closet, right? He's got the skeletons in his closet. It's actually not skeletons. It's a it's a white suit. It's got blood all over it, and it's deep in the back of his closet. It's, it hasn't been seen in 18 years. God is absolutely amazing. Yes, because God hid that white suit from detectives who were trying to solve the death of two people. Now, this is where I get dirty. This is where I get dirty. I point out that in that case in Atlanta before the Super Bowl, or was like, it was the night after the Super Bowl, Ray Lewis was charged. The only person charged in that case with obstruction of justice, he had admitted to lying to police. So he lied to police in that case. He hid evidence. The evidence has not been found. And in this age of confidentiality agreements being revealed and lawsuits to get rid of confidentiality agreements, 
Ray Lewis paid off the families of the dead guys. He paid money so they wouldn't talk. He gave them hush money so they'd be quiet. And it worked. They haven't talked. <laughs> Zippo. All these years later. Uh, the, the money was paid. The silence was given. And Ray Lewis has gone on. He had a Hall of Fame career. And, uh, and so be it. All right. It's the, the Ben Mather Show on Fox. And we say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia, who's right over there, hanging out, chilling over there. Is, is Ray still, uh, is he still doing work for- uh, Ray Ray. He? Yeah, was he inside the NFL, or what is he doing? He's on uh, He's show. on Fox Sports 1. Thanks for watching. He, he is? Yes. He pops up there from time to time. He's, oh, I love he's Fox on the Sports pay- 1. You're a big fan. You watch it all the time. I Whatever show it is, he's on is great. Well, he does the rotation. He pops in in the mornings with with Shannon and Skip, and then he'll pop in in the afternoons sometimes with Cowherd and the other uh, random shows they have there at Fox. Ah, Sports he's a contributor One. for all. He's the a things. paid contributor. That's I exactly understand. right. He's a all paid right. contributor. He gives his commentary, his wisdom, his insight. He evangelizes, is what he does. He does do Lordy, that. Lordy, Lordy. Oh, just, I don't do that on no, the red. Just no, like that's, ben that's not me. That doesn't you and Ray sound have like that me. in common. It does not sound like me at all. It sounds exactly like <laughs> no, you. That's, that was you. Can I get a hallelujah? Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, <laughs> look at that. You heathen out there. God is absolutely amazing. <laughs> uh, now, I feel vindicated, Eddie. We talked yesterday about the Masters at the beginning of the show, and I'm very proud of the fact I didn't go down tabloid highway. I didn't bring up the family drama yeah. of Patrick Reed, right? Oh, one, one big happy family, man. Just to show you, Eddie, just to show you that this guy's so boring, he's so dull, he's such a zero, Patrick Reed, that's the story that everyone's talking about. They're not talking about him winning the Masters. They're talking about him being a schmuck and uh, disjointed and, and picking a woman well, over his family. It's the and only thing this. interesting about him. I guess. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. And the fact that and, and his family was three miles away from Augusta. And, of course, crying tears yes. watching the TV broadcast. Tears watching their son. They haven't even... That, mixed mixed emotions, that's both even, joy and sorrow. I mean, my big takeaway from all these stories, and they, that's about the only thing that was written about the Masters and said about the Masters. The thing that stood out to me, Eddie, was the fact that Patrick Reed, like the he the the grandkid, like he won't let. It, it's so bad, like how bad pa- is it? It's so bad. His parents haven't met their grandchild. That's bad. That's bad. That's really bad. That's no! really bad. Right, and there there's depending on who you you know believe here. There's they're trying – Reed's wife, from what I read, is trying to spread the story that there's abuse there. The parents are denying it. You know, so you have a he said, he said situation. So there you go. Patrick Reed, who will yeah. go back to being the faceless golfer uh, probably was he, by was this, he, uh, this week. I would think. Was, was mm-hmm. it, did I hear this correctly? He was voted the most hated player on the PGA Tour? Did uh, you hear that? Something yeah. Like that? Like he, they, it's who took that poll? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> who's the guy you hate the most? Well, let me fill that. These guys out. even talk to each other. Like, really? Oh, I'm sure some of them are buddy buddy, you but apparently so? like not a, him. Like in the locker room, you know, don't you think they just kind of go their own way? It's an it's an individual sport. It's not a team. You sport. You don't hear a lot about the golf locker room. 
Yeah, like, well, you hear about the golf locker room from the rich people that are at country clubs. You hear about that, right? Stories, tales well, of the like locker room. That's like business deals being made. Yeah, uh, like that. Things kind of like that. But yeah. uh, nobody's snapping towels or anything. In the, I've uh, never golf been a member at a, well, I've never been a member at a club like that. But any place where someone hands you a towel, that's a sign you're a one percenter. You know what I mean? Like you go in there and there's someone standing like a towel boy. Yeah, this is going to shock they you, hand- Ben. I've never been handed a towel either. Never? No. Really? That's not what Danny G told me in the production. What did you he tell said, him, Danny, Danny G? Danny told me that you're you're hanging out with towel boys all the time. That's what he told <laughs> me. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. I, might, I know some Tinderonis who have handed boy. Eddie some towels. Oh, yeah. look at that. Can I, yeah. Hello. Hello to the yeah. All right. If you want to be part, the number. <laughs> I didn't give out the number last night. It was pretty good. Should I give out the number tonight? I'm. I'm, I'm can flux, dear. Should I? Eh, what the hell? Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Just when you thought it was safe to look away, there it goes. Big Fly by Mark McGuire. This is the verbal, the verbal form of the Big Fly. And did you see what Mark McGuire had to say? We don't spend enough time talking about the, the uh, San Diego Padre bench coach. Uh, we don't. Uh, we, we, I, I've always said we need to spend more time talking about Padre coaches. Uh, but there he was, Mark McGuire, who admitted to using steroids years ago during the record-breaking season. 20 years back when he had all those home runs for the Cheating Cardinals, one of the great chapters in baseball history. But here we are on this uh, random day in April, and Mark McGuire now says, despite the fact he tore up many of baseball's home run records, he did not need to take the drugs. Did you hear about this? Now, McGuire did an interview with the fledgling athletic, which will be out of business before you know it, They've got a paywall. Uh, that's not going to fly in the Internet age. Good luck with that, boys. Uh, anyway, McGuire did an interview with The Athletic where he said, absolutely, absolutely, I, when asked whether or not he could have hit all those home runs without steroids, McGuire said, I just know myself. I just know I was a born home run hitter. I mean, unfortunately, I did, he said, take PEDs. McGuire says he regretted that. He's talked about it. He regretted it. Didn't need to do it. That's the thing. I didn't need to do it. Now, the magical home run season of 1998, the summer of 1998, for those that were around in the summer of 1998 and were old enough to remember it, it was a magical time where the ball was fine. It was in the air, everywhere, out of the ballpark. McGuire continued. Right, McGuire continued. He said, essentially, that the reason he did it, you know, the question is, well, why, why'd you do it? Why'd you do it, right? Why'd you cheat? If you didn't need to cheat, why'd you do it? McGuire's response to that question was, well, he knew he could get away with it. And there was no testing in baseball. It's like, well, I didn't really need to do it, but, you know, I knew I could get away with it. That was the logic of Mark McGuire. He said there was nothing going on to keep the ball players from using performance-enhancing drugs. And then he went on to pat baseball on the tuchus and talk about how wonderful and how terrific baseball is doing these days, keeping the game clean. Okay, sure enough. Sure enough. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's discuss here 
and talk about this. The The question is, how do you feel about Mark McGuire's revelation that he didn't need to do the steroids and he would have hit all those home runs anyway? He didn't need them. He did them anyway, but he didn't need them, and he did them because he could get away with it. All right, my thoughts on this, you've got revisionist history, baloney, and Lance Armstrong syndrome. All right, you got those three things, and I'll walk you through this point by point. We'll link everything together. Number one, it is a classic example of a couple of things. It's selective omission by Mark McGuire when you go back and look at his glory days in Major League Baseball and the the fact that the peak of his, his career when he mastered it the last year in Oakland when he hit 52 home runs and then followed that up with 58 home runs. Uh, actually, the last couple of years in Oakland, 58 home runs. He was with St. Louis that following year in 1997 and then skyrocketed up to 70 and to 65 home runs in 1998 and 1999. Now, a couple of things here. We don't know when Mark McGuire started juicing up. There are many that believe that he began when he first got onto the scene in Oakland in the late 1980s, that that entire A's team of that era was a dirty team, uh, that era of Oakland A's baseball. Shout out Jose Canseco. And it is true that at age 23, Mark McGuire hit 49 home runs. But it is revisionist history to say that he did not need to use steroids to get to that number, to get to those numbers, to get up in that area. McGuire's career was on the rocks. He he had back-to-back years at age 29 and age 30. Combined, McGuire played less than 81 games. In two years, he played less than 81 games combined. He couldn't stay on the field. He couldn't get out there and consistently perform for Oakland. And the assumption for many in baseball, I remember at that time, was that well, he's, he's pretty much done. There's not much left. The guy can't play back-to-back years where you play 27 and 47 games for the Oakland A's. Maybe McGuire, because of the, the things that he took, he's got this false memory of what happened. The second thing is just flat-out baloney, flat-out baloney. Uh, when you look at the the career arc, and we often talk on this show about the peak, the athletic prime, which is between the ages of 27 and 32. McGuire hit 70 home runs at the age of, of 34, 65 home runs at the age of 35. And he went from Skeletor as a young player for Oakland in 1987, his first full year in the major leagues. By the time he was with the St. Louis Cardinals, he had turned into Adonis. He was the incredible Hulk when he was playing for Tony La Russa in St. Louis in that era of Cardinal baseball. Now, the other thing here, the final point on this, and we'll take some calls on it, is the the fact that the defense, the great defense of Mark McGuire, and you hear it from those that say, well, it's not that big a deal, it's big, get over it, let it go, is that McGuire should be celebrated for saving baseball, that baseball was on life support, they were in hospice care after the work stoppage where they missed the World Series in 1994, and that people weren't into it. They weren't coming back to baseball. And then that magical home run race between Sammy Sosa back when 
He looked a little different than he does now. And Mark McGuire, that that home run race of 1998, that that changed everything. And it saved baseball. And this is also a case of revisionist history. Now, it's certainly, I'm not going to sit here and say that it didn't help ignite baseball and, and make baseball very relevant and was a lead story at that time. I remember doing shows and we were talking, we were fascinated by this. Every day it was, well, how many home runs is McGuire going to hit today? How many home runs is Sosa going to hit every day? And going back and forth, like dueling banjos at that time. But it is short-sighted and it's naive to think that baseball would not have eventually come back into the consciousness of people. There's not a lot going on in the summertime, and it's, it's that Lance Armstrong syndrome also that Mark McGuire appears to be suffering from, right? And it's like, well, I did it because everyone else did it. I could get away with it, and I didn't really need to do it. It's kind of the equivalent of saying that Millie Vanilli would have been a great singer, did not need to have someone else actually sing the song, would have been fine, the, the group Millie Vanilli, if they had just sung the song. But, you know, they could get away with it, so why not? What the hell? Go for it. And uh, you have nothing nothing to worry about there at all. Uh, it's, it's also like saying, hey, the Tooth Fairy, a real thing. The Tooth Fairy is not made up. When I was a kid and I lost a tooth, there was money under my pillow when I woke up. That proves the Tooth Fairy is real. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to comment about this, you are more than welcome. The number 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. If you would like to chime in, and right over there is Eddie Garcia, Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Now, Ben, there's something called PEDs, and it stands for Performance Enhancing Drugs. Yes, yes. I've heard that. Yeah. That's new, but I've and, heard it. Yeah. And and the reason it's called that, Why is, that? is because it enhances your performance. No, no, no. But you still got to make contact, Eddie. You still got to make contact. Like it I said, it doesn't help your hand-eye there's, coordination. There's a reason it's called performance-enhancing. <laughs> oh, I've heard every. Drug. Uh, you know every why? Excuse. Because it no, enhances no. your performance. No, 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 no. Ozzy Canseco did it. He didn't hit any home runs. That's a good you point. Want, you want to go through the list here? D, sure. D. Gordon did it with the Marlins. He didn't hit many home runs. No, ben, well, did, it's it's not it's not home run enhancing necessarily. It's performance enhancing for some players. Uh, no. It's it's some things for some, you know, makes you faster, makes you more durable. Whatever. I know I'm much more durable because of the steroids that I do. Much <laughs> oh, really? More yes. Is that why you, you know, have the consecutive show streak that I, you have? I do have a very good Iron Man streak. That mm-hmm. is accurate. Yes, Danny G. Mark McGuire, has he ever admitted to what season he started the the PEDs? Uh, no. Because as a, as a little little G, I watched him his rookie year. Yeah. And saw him hit those homers. He he was lean at that time. It wasn't until the Bash Brothers and a couple seasons well, it was like later. 19, that he, it was the next year. It was 1988. Well, yeah, but that's when he started bulking up. You know what I mean? So when he was with the Modesto A's and then the Oakland A's his rookie year, he was lean. He was a skinny guy. Were, like steroids in so baseball. So was Barry Bonds at one time. Yeah, I mean, you can't judge it. True, no, I know no. you can't judge it all by looking at these guys, but... I'm, who knows if Luis Polonia was doing it? I don't know. He might oh. have been doing it. <laughs> good, good name. Indicting that entire team. Walt Weiss, Lanny Car- uh, 
Carney Lansford. Carney Lansford, yes. yeah. Glenn Hubbard looked like a steroid guy to me. He <laughs> definitely looked like a steroid guy. No, but they're, they're, baseball, like steroids go way before. Like in the 70s, guys were doing steroids, right? The whispers so you think of, Terry Steinbach was taking steroids? Could be. That weird face mask that he had on his batting helmet, I think, is the sign of a steroid guy. Could be. I have to look into that. Stan Javier, definitely. Steroids. Very Mike Gallego. Gallego. Oh, are you kidding me? Come on. And Tony Phillips, the late Tony Phillips, how could he play all those positions without steroids, moving around like that? He had to do it. You think Dave Parker was the one huge dude that didn't need to touch any of those? <laughs> well, no, because he had he in the on-deck circle. The Remember, sledgehammer. He had the sledgehammer. Yeah, that awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, Somebody's got to bring back guy. the sledgehammer. Yeah. It was such a pain in the ass when he got traded at the end of his career. He kept getting traded from team to team because they'd have to paint the sledgehammer. You know how many coats of paint you have to put on a sledgehammer to how cover it? I mean, there's, a, there's several coats, Eddie, because you're knocking the paint off that sledgehammer yeah. every the time you swing. clubhouse guy, hey, paint this. Yeah. <laughs> you know who might have definitely been the, the forefront of the story? Lance Blankenship. Remember Lance Blankenship? <laughs> yes, There's I a do. guy. <laughs> if you Certainly. Were to look, if you were to look. <laughs> no, but if you, the, the 88 World Series, which is before my time, Eddie, but I've seen video on the internet about That's it. That's a lie. Uh, and the size of some of the Oakland guys in comparison to like Mickey ha- Mickey Hatcher of the Dodgers, some of the dopes that were wearing Dodger uniforms, it was uh, it was night and day. It was very eye opening. But uh, anyway, well, good luck to Mark McGuire. Is he going to be a manager? Is McGuire? I could see the Oakland A's like next year bringing McGuire in as manager. Why not? Will anyone show I, up to see McGuire? I can't imagine any other team being interested in him. You don't go well, from Padres bench coach to managing someone. Why not? He's been because the Padres suck. Hasn't McGuire coached now for three teams: the Cardinals, Dodgers, and Padres? I think he has. Didn't Larusa give him his first job as a coach with the Cardinals, and then he went to the Dodgers for a couple yeah, of years? No, and I he's think with the I think that's correct. So he's put in some time. He's uh, what's Canseco doing these days? What's uh? Somebody, Getting see, fired from the We had uh, a call Conseco, but he'd ask for TV money. TV job he had in the Bay Area. We got to ask Conseco, like, uh, is he on Twitter still? I haven't seen him. I haven't heard from Conseco on Twitter. Like, because Conseco would just go off on this, right? He, he'd be, oh, please, come on. He needed steroids. Of course he needed steroids. Wouldn't you, don't you think Conseco would say that? Of course Absolutely. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. If there's one thing the Ben Maller show strives for, it's being factually correct. That's what we strive for. We don't care if we're entertaining. We don't care if we're on time, any of that. We are we want to be factually correct. We don't care if we're boring at all. All right, Koopaloop, what do we have here? Ben, over the weekend during a broadcast, Alex Rodriguez reiterated that he wishes that he would have signed with the Mets as a free agent back in 2000 (laughs) instead of the Rangers. (laughs) Now, Bobby Valentine, who was the Mets manager at the time, reacted on Twitter saying, quote, I always wanted A-Rod to be a Met. Wow, what a difference. (laughs) Would it really have made that much of a difference, Ben? Yeah, I'm going to brush this off. Now, first of all, A-Rod is using, much like Mark McGuire, revisionist history here. The reason he signed with the Rangers is because they offered him the most money. It is disingenuous of Alex Rodriguez to try to change history now. Texas took very good care of A-Rod and generations, might I add, of A-Rod's family and his ex-wife. And secondly, let's say Alex Rodriguez is worth 10 wins. 
Uh, and I believe that's that's a bit of a stretch, probably less than that. But even at that particular pace, if A-Rod is worth 10 wins, I went back, I looked it up, the 2001 Metropolitans won 82 games. So if A-Rod's worth 10 wins, you take Ray Ordonius out of the lineup, you put A-Rod in, then that makes the Mets a 92-win team. They had a rotation that that was led by past their prime pitchers like Kevin Apier and Al Leiter, not to mention the outfield for the Mets, the outfield for the New York Mets of 2001, Timo Perez, Jay Payton, and Benny Ogbayani was the starting outfield for the Mets. That team was not going to beat out the Diamondbacks of Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson. That Forget about it there. And I don't buy it. He wanted to be a Met. Come on, please. He wanted the money. He got the money. And then he had to put up with being a Texas Ranger. And then he finally ended up going to the Yankees anyway. Next. Now, Ben, you ask almost anyone, and they will probably tell you that Deshaun Jackson was underutilized in Tampa Bay. And it seems like Jameis Winston would agree with you. Now, speaking on social media, Winston promised that he will personally make sure to show how valuable Jackson is. Ben, Jackson's been around a long time in the NFL. Is it too late for that? Well, yeah. Here's here's the issue. My thing with Jameis Winston, he's got much bigger problems, like the reflection in the mirror, right? The man in the mirror. A, if famous Jameis has another disastrous season, which is more likely than not, by my calculation, we are looking at a day of reckoning, which is right around the corner, and the Buccaneers will be on the clock looking to draft one of these hotshot quarterbacks next year in the NFL draft. The Buccaneers have a 400 winning percentage in games Jameis Winston has started, and he is stacked. Check this out. 44 interceptions and 17 lost fumbles in three seasons. Now, he's turned the ball over 61 times in 40-plus starts. That's not good, uh, I believe. 61 turnovers total, 45 games. And B, Deshaun Jackson, my thing with Deshaun Jackson is this. He made a deal with the devil. He, much like A-Rod signing with the Rangers, Deshaun Jackson took in exchange for a reduction in statistical glory, he got an escalation in salary. And if he was worried about his numbers, then he should not have gone to a team with Jameis Winston at quarterback. And, you know, Winston, I, I like the whole, you know, eat a W and all that. That was funny. He'll be eating a pink slip if this continues. Next. Now, Ben, this is kind of an odd story, but all uh, right. apparently Matt Leinart, former Heisman Trophy winner, is now a real estate agent. He uh, passed the test recently. He thinks he can help uh, fellow athletes get into the, the home of their dreams. Well, you know, John Fricky, who used to work here as a real estate agent, how about that? Oh, that's cool. That's true, yeah. Ben, if you had to resort to a new career in sales, yeah. what do you think you'd be best at selling? Well, I could sell anything. But I, the thing I, I would really like to do is get in the infomercial business, late night infomercials, selling hawking products late at night. Uh, I've pointed out before, number one, I've studied the art of the lingo, of the the infomercial, the buzzwords, the techniques, and all the cliches, but wait, there's more, operators are standing by, supplies are limited, all those things, you know, and you have to, the key to a good infomercial, you have to offer a bonus, you got to offer some freebies, and you build up, right, you build up, supplies are limited, right, you, you have a clock there, a rundown, and you, know, you hurry up, hurry up, and then you know the show ends and it starts over at the beginning of the same. 
the same thing. I think that would be fun. And I would want to be not just another infomercial guy. I want to be a titan, like the legends, the late Billy Mays, Ron Popeil, the guy with the uh, for, set it and forget it, Tony Little, the big hair guy from back in the day, Matthew Lesko. Do you know who Matthew, Matthew Lesko is, Koopa Loop? I do not. He's the guy, I don't think it's on anymore. But he wore like the Riddler costume. He had the the uh, the question marks all over his jacket, and it's like there's millions of dollars. The government you can from the government. You call right now, and all. You know. No, you don't know who that guy is. No, Matthew Lesko, Danny G. Do you know who Matthew Lesko is? Yeah, I've seen those ads. Yeah, and he like there's free money, and you know you can get this and this and this and this from the government, and you've got your name on it. All you have to do is fill out this paper. You know. All right, there it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, uh, you're not on time. You fail this edition. You get <laughs> nothing. Well, the reason, schmuckaroo, I'm not on time is because you panic and you want to have a heart attack when we do it when we had done it before. You blew it! So you're a schmuck. Wait, wait, I'm the reason? Yes. You mean? You're the reason. You mean? Because you freak out when we get near the top of the hour and you have a panic attack on the air. Hey, but maybe if we started at, uh, you know, the bottom of the hour. The bottom? I had to take a call from a guy correcting Eddie because you didn't listen to Eddie. <laughs> and you didn't listen to all the mistakes that Eddie made in his update. Yes, that was which, very which important. We did. Very important radio. You put him on the air. You screened I'm the glad, call. I'm glad we got very that important call in. Ra- Very important radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Anytime. Now, Mallers Mountain of Money. Do you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably not. Mallers Mountain of Money. We'll meet our contestants right now. First of all, Robbie the Mariner fan. Legend on Twitter, Robbie the Mariner fan. Hello, Rob. Hey, how are you guys? If I was any better, I'd be a Mariner, but not a Seattle Mariner, at least not a Mariner that played in the game last night or didn't play in the game last night. What the hell? Yeah, that was awful. It's a mercy rule situation. But I I agree with you. James Paxton is going to win the Cy Young this year. I am right there with you. Uh-huh. That he is, will. That is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Depending on how good you are at the video game. All right. Uh, hold on, uh, Robbie. Now, Robbie, the Mariner fan. Are you still in school, Robbie? Yeah, for a year or more. So. Yeah. You sound excited about that. Nope, but you got to do it. Yeah, it's a necessary evil. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. All right, hold on, Robbie. We have Robbie, the student, and he is going to go against, let's see here, one or two, one or two, one or two, one or two, Eddie, one or two. Number one. Number one. That's Paul in North Carolina. Hello, Paul. How's it going, Ben? Hello, Paul. What part of North Carolina, what part? What part of North Carolina are you in, Paul? Hickory. Hickory, North Carolina. And what do you do in Hickory. Uh, I'm actually a truck driver. I'm in Tennessee right now. Oh, you are? All right. How's that going for you? Uh, just another day. Just another day. You sound overwhelmed with joy at your job. You sound so excited to be driving, unless you're not. Uh, I, li- I like to drive this time because it's less traffic. Yeah, that's good. You don't want to drive when there's people around. It's a pain in the ass, isn't it? They cut you off. They get in your way. It's a nightmare. <laughs> I hear you. All right, well, very good, Paul. And uh, hold on a sec. So we got Paul in North Carolina and Robbie, the Mariner fan. Robbie, who would you like to partner up with, Robbie? Uh, after much thought, I'll go with the Koopa Loop. All right. That's a bad job by you. you Great choice. For that. It's your first mistake. 
dumb college kid. And Paul, <laughs> uh, who would you like to pick, Paul? I'm going to take you, Ben. That's a good job by you, Paul. I have never lost with a truck driver from Hickory. Never before, and I'm not going to start right now, Paul. We are going to school this snot-nosed punk, Robbie the Mariner fan, is what we're going to do, Paul. We're going to give him some truck driver justice is what we're going to do. We've heard this before. And I come through (laughs) when I guarantee Uh, these things. uh, I come through. Like you weren't going to come to work if you didn't hit your all in. (laughs) You think I put an honest effort in? I didn't show up. This show sucks. All right, let's keep going. Here we go. All right, it is the Coachella edition, Category 1, The Weekend. Category two, Beyonce. Category three, Cardi B. Or category four, Eminem. All performers at Coachella this year. All right, let's see. Robbie, you were on the line first. You get to choose first. Eminem. Eminem for Robbie. <laughs> Very quick. Okay, Paul, Good that choice. leaves you with Cardi B, Beyonce, or The Weeknd. Uh, Beyonce. Beyonce for Paul. Take Beyonce for the win. Robbie, you've been listening all show long? Don't, be, yep. don't try to influence the contestant. <laughs> All right. What's wrong with All you? right, Eddie's going to keep score here. Uh, let me give you your category, guys. Eminem, these athletes are all estranged from their families. <laughs> oh, yeah. an evil laugh. Oh. If you uh, heard the first hour of the show, you know why there's some evil laughter going on. All right, here we go. 10 to 100 on the board. Uh, gentlemen, we need the first and last name of these sports figures. 45 seconds on the clock for you, Coop. You ready? I am ready. Go. Quarterback for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers. The best Laker of all time, number 24. Kobe Bryant. Yes. Uh, this guy, he knelt for the anthem, and now nobody wants to hire Colin him. Colin Kaepernick. Yes. Uh, he just won the Masters. Patrick Reed. Yes. Uh, his dad is Cecil. Prince Fielder. <laughs> um, uh, quarterback was arrested naked doing drugs. Uh, he played in the uh, Canadian Football League. He was also a quarterback for the Raiders at one point. Um. All right, we'll pass. Uh, current uh, current defensive coordinator for uh, for the Seahawks, I believe. Uh, his his dad was a boxer. Mm. Oh. So much promise, yeah. so much excitement at the beginning. And- Raiders fired Whoa. Raiders fired him. Ken Norton Jr. Nosedive. Nosedive. USC quarterback famous for never getting a McDonald's cheeseburger until he was an adult, Todd Marinovich. Okay, well, he's all right. Uh, all right. He wasn't even alive when Marinovich was playing. 160 talking? points for Robbie and Coop. Okay, okay let's do this. Here we all go. Right, Paul. Let's show him how it's done, Paul. Your category, Beyonce. These athletes all have famous significant others. All right, you ready? Okay. Here we go. 45 I'm seconds on the clock. Go. Ben, Yeah. go. All right, current starting quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson. Correct. Miami Dolphins quarterback last year, former Chicago Bear, white guy, uh, played with the Broncos. Jake Culler. Correct. Uh, known as the Flash for the Miami Heat, went back to the Heat, played with LeBron James. Out- Wade Wade. That's correct. Uh, Astros pitcher, came over from the Tigers, helped them win the World Series last year, the schmuck. Uh, uh, long time. Uh, Berlin, just Cor- Berlin. Correct. Uh, the Hebrew Hammer for the Milwaukee Brewers, he cheated, did steroids. Uh, outfielder for the Brewers, played third base before. Ryan Braun. Correct. Uh, white guy, receiver for the Jets and Broncos. His wife's a model. 
Uh, she's done fitness commercials. How about this? Skip to 100 points. Golfer married to Wayne uh, Eric Decker. Eric Decker. Oh, Ooh, he, he got that He got in. it. He, he got, got that, that one. All right, didn't get yeah. the 100. Uh, but the last one was going to be the golfer married to Wayne Gretzky's oh, daughter. God. Oh, are we in the lead? Yeah. Holy yeah. Moses. Uh, that would be 240 for Paul and Ben, and again, 160. Good for, job. I don't know. I think we need to go Robbie to replay it. Did he Good get that job. in before the buzzer? He got that in, He got it in. I think it was a little bit late. You guys, stop. He got it in. My ruling is he got it He's a man from Hickory. You guys are weasels. Go ahead. Don't call me a weasel. I just said you got it. No, not you, Eddie. You're a stud. Yeah. Robbie, good, ju- good judging, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, you're trailing. So either the weekend or Cardi B. Uh, the weekend. All right, okay, here we go. Oh man, the weekend. <laughs> oh, Coop didn't like that one. These athletes have been known to sport a wacky hairdo. Forty-five oh, seconds on the clock. Go. Star player on the Washington Nationals. Bryce Harper. Yes. Uh, uh, star wide receiver for the Giants. Odell Beckham Jr. Yes, a former safety for the Steelers. It was always in Head and Shoulders commercials. Troy Palomalu. Yes, a really short guy for the Houston Astros. Uh, Jose Altuve. Yes, uh, Thor, pitcher for the Mets. Noah Syndergaard. Yes, um, this guy was uh, uh, he was in the the video games for with uh, oh boy, um, oh, no. oh uh, boy. Bo Jackson. Uh, he was oh oh. Uh, Pass. <laughs> <laughs> point, point guard for the magic. He he got right. his shot blocked by his own hair. Oh, the mop top guy. Uh, yes. Mop top. That <laughs> doesn't uh, help. Right? Sh- shares, oh, oh, my God. Oh my God. We got to hurry up. We got to hurry up. Right, What's the score? Go. That's uh, 320 for Koo. Right, right, here we go. Let's go. Here we go. Fast, fast, Okay, fast. Paul, Cardi B, these wrong. athletes have all been known to be regulars at the ballet. All right, here we go. All right, 45 seconds, go. 80 points. All right, here we go. Um, Boxer nicknamed Money. He fought Conor McGregor last year. Correct. Uh, Small forward for the Thunder came over from the Pacers from Indiana uh, last year. Correct. Uh, Former point guard for the Mavericks. He was the coach of the Bucs. He got fired. uh, One of the great assist guys in NBA history. Pass. All right. Number 33 for the Knickerbockers, 1980s. Center out of Georgetown. Pass. All right, pass. Oh Wide receiver for the Bucks. Played with the Eagles and Redskins. He went to the Bucks last. Correct. You got it. Uh, that, that's, that's it. A winner. That's, that's a winner. That's a winner. We won the game. That's how we do it. What a great win for us. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season... 
We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.